Hello and welcome to this summer version of You Are My Borough. Uh, I'm joined as ever by Dom Shaw, my fellow writer of the Echo. Hiya, Dom. Hiya, Scott. You all right? Summering well. Back to it after a week or so off, eh? Good. Yeah, we, to be fair, we've both had a week off. We've both had a week off, so we're both back to it now. Um, and we're, and we're going to catch up on all things Borough. Uh, obviously, there's been bits and bobs of things happening in the last uh, couple of weeks in terms of the fixture list, obviously, um, transfers kind of bubbling along, although obviously no one actually threw the door as yet. And the players back at Rockwood Park this morning for the start of pre-season training. So we'll touch on all of that. Um, as ever, uh, make sure that you like, comment and subscribe on the video below uh, or drop us a message if you're listening to this on one of the podcast versions. Um, we've got a couple of guests lined up. We'll have one at the back end of this week, all being well, and hopefully one next week um, as the summer progresses. And then obviously not long after that, we'll be into pre-season games that we can get our teeth into and speak all things Borough. But, Dom, as we look ahead to the season, there is now a new season to look forward to. The fixtures are out. Um, so let's have a look at what we've got to look forward to in terms of the start of the campaign. I mean... How important do you think this is? Because there's two schools of thought here, isn't there? What one school of thought is, well, you've got to play everybody twice in a season. You know what will be will be, but I think I'm more of the factor that actually, no, the way the fixtures fall can have quite a big impact on the way that the season plays out. Yeah, I think so, definitely, and um, I think like this, the there's the excitement factor first of all. You start your planning and and. and kind of you know truly put last season behind you can't you when you yeah. when you have the makeup of the season to come um but i think um i, I think the two minutes i've got my little lad here who's decided to tell me he's hungry but he can uh he'll I'm <laughs> sure um, working yeah absolutely um uh, but i i think yeah i, I definitely think that there's that you know you can read into it now it's funny in that I, I was having a good dig through the fixtures and and you look at the the back end of the um of the season and and i think there's whole leads um watford on the on the final yeah, days it's kind of and, and, game, yeah yeah and you, you i find myself looking at that thinking well oh, that that could be a tricky finish and yet like really how the hell do we know what what yeah. what's going to be a tricky finish at this stage? So that's where I think you may be looking into it like more than more than what you can do, really. What you can, but, yeah. But I think the start definitely, and, and and I think it it's not a bad start for Borough. That mm. um, it looks it home, on paper, doesn't it? Yeah, a home game to start is what you want first of all, isn't it? Um, Coventry away second is obviously again. Uh, you know, I know their team like the, the back of our hand. At least we'll get the comment reviews and comments again. On here. Um, <laughs> yeah, straight away. Uh, and then obviously Neil Warnock, uh, Neil Warnock in the cup, which it had to be, didn't it? It, it just had to be. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think it could be a lot worse that that start. I think it's always nice to have a home game first. I mean, you know, ultimately, it um. Like we say, it's, it's the look of the draw. You, sometimes you will, sometimes you won't. But, I, I, you know, to start and finish at home, I think is pretty um, pretty much what you'd want. Uh, and then, like you say, you know, Coventry away is going to be a tough first away game. Although, let's see what where they're at in terms of Jokerez and Hamer and, and, and other players. Obviously, we're not going up. And then, like you say, Neil Warnock coming back to the Riverside straight after. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I think if nothing else... The chance to to kind of you know get the ball rolling, get off on the front foot at home, 
you know, you would imagine a, a pretty packed Riverside, hopefully the sun's shining. Um, you know, that, that that feels like a decent way to get the ball rolling, doesn't it? I think so. I think I think um, your, your home game is what you want to start, isn't it? And and um, and I know you know you could look and think, well, a team coming down or or a um, you know Sunderland, which you're never going to get on the first game, but um, can you know that real kind of sense of occasion? But I think, like you say, there that first game looks after itself, really. Um, yeah, it's a home game. It's 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 a chance to get points on the board, and then. You go to Coventry next. Coventry, you're kind of a bit of a great unknown, really, haven't they? But, like, I don't know. I, I think it would be more of a surprise if Coventry were able to repeat last season's success than if mm. than if they, than if they weren't. And, and as you say, there's the unknown of, of Jokeres and a couple of other players. Um, well, there's the chance, isn't there, that come the, by the middle of August, you've got players there who are probably going to be on their way out but haven't yet left yet. I mean, Borough have been in that situation on a number of occasions, haven't they, where they've gone into the season with players that you know are actually going to be leaving and they kind of, you know, go through the motions almost for the first two or three games, then sure enough, leaving the last week of August. And you wonder if Coventry might be in that situation with the likes of, as I say, Jokerez or, or a Hamer or someone like that in the middle of August, that they're you know, potentially still there, but we won't know that they won't be come the end of the month. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think looking looking further through, the other things you look for are obviously the Sunland and Leeds fixtures now, and, and then the Christmas yeah. period, the Christmas period as well. And it's rather in a way boxing day, isn't it? Which um well, it's not those are you, yeah. It's not a home game, but that's a good that's a good Boxing Day away game, isn't it? You know, you, you're going to get yeah. If, if you're going to have to travel on Boxing Day as a fan, then you might, you know, Rotherham's about as good as you're going to get, isn't it? What an hour down the road, not much more than that. In and out, you know what I mean. Back, yeah. back in time for the yeah, turkey sandwiches for tea time. That's not so yeah. bad. Um, and 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 I know I know you know I've already touched on it that end, but that leads home game. Late in the season, um, you already look at don't you and think that could be tasty. It could be a fair, yeah. it could be a fair bit on the line there. Um, I think so, this yeah. year the in between one in Christmas is quite interesting. If Borough at Huddersfield on December the 29th, that's actually a Friday. I think those are all Friday night games. Um, because by playing Friday night, that then enables the championship to have game on New Year's Day because New Year's Day. the Premier League is sticking to the Saturday. So so unless the game gets moved for TV, don't have games on New Year's Day. But but yeah, as things stand, and again, all, obviously all of these games could get moved for TV. We know that. But as things stand, we're at Huddersfield on the Friday night in between Christmas and New Year and then home to Coventry on New Year's Day. Yeah, and, and you said there about the TV games that you, you do look at Borough I was saying that there are so many clubs now in, in the championship this year. You know, how many games are Leeds going to get moved for TV? Chef yeah, Wedge yeah. probably going to get a load because they've got, um, yeah. you know, such a big audience Best as well. As that kind of sort yeah. Yeah, but but you do look at Borough and Sunderland and think, you know, that, that, that a fair few of those games, we saw it at the end of last season, didn't we? I know yeah. there was a lot on the line, but there were so many moved then. Um, you fully expect expect that to be the the case again but yeah it feels real now doesn't it pre-season a couple of weeks well a week or so away before the games start um yeah yeah before we know it gary rowett and millwall are at the riverside yeah and on we go and then as you touched on you know to finish and i, and I take your point completely you know predicting the championship is the, the quickest way to the poor house if you're going to put money on it but um but so you know, it's pointless really reflecting on on where teams are going to be at come the end of the season. But 
final away game, Cardiff, it's obviously a long trek, but at this stage, you'd be surprised if Cardiff were really involved in the promotion mix. But then that last home game at home to Watford, you know, who knows with Watford, but that, that's got the potential to be an interesting one, hasn't it? Yeah, what Watford are one of those great unknowns, weren't they? I'd, I'd seen I'd seen uh, a pick going viral on Sunday night. Actually, it was the Glastonbury drone. Yeah, crowd. yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, all uh, the former Watford managers. All the former Watford managers. Yeah, I like that. I mean, what yeah. what 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 odds would you give at this stage now that Valerian Ishmael is still the Watford manager when Borough played them on the on the final day? Yeah, you'd want you'd want massive odds, wouldn't you? You'd want yeah, massive odds. Yeah, um, I mean, you look at them on paper and think, well, yeah, I don't think you do on paper, really, actually, when you look at the team. But probably historically, it's probably it's probably historical bias to think, well, Watford are going to be in yeah. the mix. Ish- Ishmael is actually, like, he- he's a bit of an unknown as well, isn't he? Because obviously he did that remarkable job at Barnsley, didn't work for him at um at West Brom. So so he's got, um, he's got obviously, something to prove there. But... Oh, yeah, you, you, it's it's no use. Yeah. It is. It's a complete. They're a complete unknown because, like yeah, you say, you would are. imagine with Watford, the last remnants of that kind of Premier League team are going to disappear this year, and and, and you know you, you'll be left with a squad that that um, doesn't necessarily have the names in it, but actually might hang together a bit better than the one that Chris Wilder was mourning about at the end of last season, saying they weren't trying to be. Um, but anyway, that's Watford. Let's let's stick with Borough. Um, now transfers, Dom. Um, I mean, the, the first thing we have to say is we're not even into July yet. So it's a, we're still at an extremely early stage of the summer. Um, and, and, you know, and, and clearly there's plenty of things going on in the background. You know, we know uh, that talks are happening. We, we know that there's targets there. Um, but we do have to say that but I haven't made a signing as yet. There's no one fresh through the door. Um I suspect they probably would have hoped to have got someone in by this stage for the start of pre-season training. It hasn't happened. Um, is that any worry, or, or, or you know, or, or are we way, way, way too early to start thinking? Well, you know, where are these new players coming from? I, I think you know, in an ideal world, you'd have one or two players in by now. Um, but I don't think it's a worry. I, I was looking at, um, I was going through the, the the championship a couple of days back, and, and this this is two or three days old now. But at that stage, I think eleven other championship clubs hadn't made a hadn't made a signing yeah. yet. So when you when you throw yeah. Borough in the mix, that's half of the division who haven't yet made a signing. Um, so so I, so I don't think it's a concern. I, I think what's kind of curious and um, over the weekend out and about and chatting to people as you do and a. And a Couple had said, kind of any any rumours then, and yeah, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. no, that, that's yeah. you know, fair dues. The fact that there hasn't been a signing yet that that's that. I don't think that's kind of um, you know out the ordinary, but it's the fact that really, other than Carl Darlow, who we know is obviously a, a major goalkeeping target. Mm. There haven't been any names or targets now. That that is credit to Borough, really, that they've managed to keep these names under wraps. Because what what's the alternative? That that they're not in for any players, and well, we know that's yeah. not the case. Um, that's not yet. Yeah. So it's credit to Borough and and the kind of circles I guess they're dealing with. Because half the time, you know what it's like with transfers. It's not the club that gets the name out there; it's the agent. And yeah. the fact that that hasn't even happened, I think, I think is. 
is rare, really. So at this stage, we're sitting here now, we're late June, and it's kind of hard to know like what to expect of Borough's window in terms of what type of player and where they're going to get them from. You know, is it is it going to be Premier League players who, who maybe need to take young Premier League players who maybe need to take a step back to then springboard forward? Is it players from a league below? Is it players from overseas at this stage, really? Be, and again, as I say, it's probably creditable. We don't really know, do we? No, we don't. We don't. And I, and I think it lends itself to a couple of interesting things. So so the first thing I would say on that, you're absolutely right. So S- Sunderland, who obviously we also covered, they made four signings. Now, one of those signings, Joe Bellingham, obviously from the championship, we've known about for kind of weeks and weeks and weeks. It's been lined up. The name was out there. Um, we kind of knew that the interest was there and what was happening. Um, they then pulled a, a player called Jensen Silt out of an absolute ha- rabbit from a hat. He, he came from PSV Eindhoven's reserve team and literally nobody had heard a, a whisper about it from the, until the moment that Sunderland confirmed it. We were all scrambling around Google and find out what he was. So it does make me wonder the fact that there's not really any whispers around Borough, which you're absolutely right, there isn't. Does that mean that they're they're targeting you know players further afield, perhaps abroad, perhaps where the agents aren't necessarily in English journalists' ears? We don't necessarily know them. There's not the whispers out there because I do feel if they were targeting a whole host of players from the Championship, we'd be hearing bits and bobs more than we are at the minute. Is that fair or is that overthinking it? Do you think? I, I, th- I think absolutely on that um, last case because as an example, January. Dan Barlesa. Now, mm. in that example, um, Rotherham didn't want to lose him because, but but obviously they were in the position where um, where he was in out of contract at the end of the season, so so it was kind of inevitable, really. But um, it was pretty clear from early on, wasn't it, that Barlesa wanted to join Borough, and it felt like mm. that that was it was going to happen. It just had that inevitable feel about it, didn't it? That at some stage yeah. in the window, it, yeah, yeah. it would happen. So, but at that stage, you know, we know Rotherham, we know Rotherham and Borough get on well. We we knew that was going to happen, and yet that still snuck out, and there was no reason yeah. really for that name to come out. So, as you say, these things inevitably do do sneak out, don't they? Um, I I think if if we look at what we what we do know, um. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's giving me sweets here. So if you see me gnashing on a Harry ball at once, you, you know. Right. <laughs> The bribery, the bribery of a few Harry Bows to feed me 10 minutes to finish this, this video. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I hope my missus isn't watching or listening. Well, she tells me she, <laughs> she, tells me she doesn't, so I should be all right. Um, uh-huh. I think if we look at what we do know, we we, we know we, we've talked in the past, haven't we, about the areas that Borough need to strengthen. Yeah. Um, we know that we know, yeah, we know they want a goalkeeper. Um, we know Carl Darlow's a major target there and he, he ticks the boxes, doesn't he? I, I was told pretty early in the window, really, that um, Borough are going to be targeting, prioritising players who were, who were aged 26 and under. And and yeah. the, the what I was told was the exception to that would be what they deem a pretty specialist position. Then then it comes out of Borough interested in Carl Darlow, so, so we know that. Yeah. Um, so... so um, so we know we know that that's the case. I think the other thing is in January. I think just just on Darlow, Dom. You know, I, I we I have had a couple of messages in on Darlow saying what's happening there. You know, what, what why isn't this why isn't this happening? Why is it dragging out? Well, 
obviously Newcastle as a Premier League club are, are kind of week behind the championship. So their players aren't back until another week. Um, and so I'm told that Darlow's decision is probably likely towards the back end of this week or the start of, the, of that week once he's had the chance to, to kind of get back into the building at Newcastle and have that final back with with I think he'll leave. I think he will leave Newcastle. Um, obviously, you know, Hull have, have always been in for him. Obviously, he was there on loan. They'd love to sign him. Blackburn obviously came at this weekend. Everything I'm still hearing is that Borough are still the favourites, all things being equal. Um so I, you know, I, if I was a gambler, I'd still say I'd, I'd have probably have, have a nibble at that happening, um, but but not necessarily in the next couple of days. But I don't think that's anything to worry about. You know, I, I do think he'll be leaving Newcastle. And um, I mean, a couple of things on Darlow. First of all, he's a long-standing target, isn't he? I mean, Borough have been Borough yeah. have looked at him over and over again in recent years. You, you'll have seen a lot of him for Newcastle, or as yeah. much as he's played over the years. What what's he like? What what if if it goes through? What can Borough if he goes like? through? I think I think he um. So, I mean, he, yeah, he's a good shot stopper. He's probably not as kind of proactive and as good with his feet as Stefan was in terms of setting off setting off attacks and everything. Um, but probably more on that side than not, if that makes sense. Um, his strength has always been shot stop, and he's agile. Um, you know, he's, um, he is a good shot stopper. He's generally positionally pretty good. Um, like I say, I, I don't think he's quite as comfortable with a ball at his feet as Stefan w- would be, and I don't think he's quite as um, kind of proactive in terms of wanting it to spark attacks. Um, so he probably doesn't absolutely tick that box for Carrick, but it probably he would arguably be as near to it as you're going to get for someone with that kind of experience. And you know, he is very experienced. I mean, he, he had quite a bit of experience before he went to Newcastle. Then obviously, you know, he's been in and out of the team with Newcastle, and then he's also had the loan spells. You know, impressed with Hull and the second he had, had to bide his time to get in that whole team, didn't he? But once he got in, um, played really well. So. Um, if, if if it went through, I think it'd be a pretty decent signing for Borough. And Rossini has, has spoke openly. I mean, he, he was desperate to get him back to Hull, wasn't he? He talked openly yeah. again and again about that at the back end of the season. Um, I think that'd be a boost if Borough got that in. And I, and I think the other thing is, you know, in January, Borough didn't really want to prioritise the loan market, but but the kind of hands were forced to a certain extent in that, you know, that they, they had the opportunity to bring in two cracking young players from Aston Villa yeah. um, thanks to, you know, in part due to Aaron Danks's links there and obviously they chased that up. Now the summer's different to January isn't it? In that you've got you've got all the half of the season to plan for the summer um, mm. and you, you, you know, you, you, you're not as forced in terms of time in, for, in terms of the selling club kind of holding all the cards. So although I know that Borough, again, you wouldn't have thought would want to prioritise the loan market. I think it wouldn't surprise me if loan players did come in still. But I, but I think mm. in an ideal world, what, what you'd have is a position where even if they did bring loan players in, there wouldn't be as many as, as last year. Um, and they'd perhaps be there with, a, with an obligation or, a, or an option at the end. To, yeah. So you don't find yourself a year down the line kind of losing four, five, six players again. I think the other thing there is this season, it was slightly different in that, Last summer was a muddled window, wasn't it? Because of what, because of all that was going on. Um, yeah. 
Whereas January, we saw there was a lot of clarity and clear thinking, and you'd expect that to be the case again this summer. So I don't expect a repeat. You know, I don't expect Borough to be starting the season with six with six loan players in the squad. That said, though, do you think that there's any? I mean, obviously, the loan players from last season to you know at the moment, none of their futures have really been resolved. Stefan's obviously had the knee operation, uncertainty about when he's going to come back. Definitely uncertainty about where he'll be coming back to. Ryan Giles, there seem to be different signals coming out of Wolves every week about Ryan Giles. Um, you know, at one stage, it looked like he was definitely going to be sold. Then it looked like, no, I knew he was probably going to go. Giles was going to be in the team. Now it it's almost seems to be that they're all going to go to South Korea on pre-season and, and whoever comes out on top comes out on top. But also, they've got the kind of ongoing uncertainty over Lopetegui's future. Um, and, and what that might mean for Wolves. So there's definitely uncertainty there. Ramsey always felt like there'd probably be a chance of Borough getting him back at some stage late in the window. Archer, given, you know, obviously he's starring again at the moment for England under-21s in the, in the, in the tournament, um, doing pretty well coming off the bench for them. Feels like that's probably a ship that's sailed and that he'll get a chance for Villa this season. If he doesn't, he'll get a Premier League move. Um and then, and then you've still got more kind of in the mix as well and uncertainty about Corbyn's future and, and you know, will he have a future at West Brom, et cetera, et cetera. So in all of those circumstances, really, you can imagine Borough are thinking, well, you know, there's a chance if we want them, we could potentially still get two or three of them. Then it's a case of, well, do we want them? And if we do, are we prepared to hang on and hang on and hang on and hang on, knowing that we, we maybe have to put other things on hold in case these players can come in, but actually they are the first choice of ones we'd want. It's it's in a little bit of an awkward dynamic, that, isn't it? Yeah, and when you go through, I think you look at Stefan now, you would think that ship sailed, especially if the Darlow thing comes off. If yeah. not, and, and if you get to the end of the summer and Stefan still hasn't gone anywhere and he's worked his way back to fitness after this knee up, then, then never say never. But at the minute, given what we know about Darlow, that feels unlikely. And I agree with you, when you go through... The only one that feels, or, or the one that feels, um, if not probable, then certainly very possible, would be would be Ramsey, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. Because I agree with you, and we said it on a number of occasions last year, didn't we, that Ramsey's slightly behind Archer in, in terms of yeah. his progression. This was his first loan spell in the championship, and it was injury hit, um, oh, as was, was the yeah. case at Norwich in the first half of the season, whereas Archer had impressed at Preston before coming to Borough, hadn't he? Um, and, and you do feel that if if Archer wasn't going to play at Villa, then you would look and think, well, the logical next step would be a Premier League loan move. I guess the only thing there, and it's probably if you're coming at it from a Borough perspective and you're maybe trying to convince yourself that if they want to know that he's guaranteed to play and, and they've yeah. liked what he's seen from Borough, then you, then you wouldn't absolutely rule it out. But I agree with you that, that Archer feels unlikely. Yeah, Ramsey at this stage feels feels possible. Possible. So the the back in pre-season training today. I mean, obviously the first week back tends to be uh, physical stuff, bleak tests. Tony Pulis having them up hills in Austria, and uh, goodness only knows what Neil what Neil Warnock had them doing. Um, but Carrick, you know, you would imagine, um, yeah, it'll be physical stuff. It'll be assessing at what level the players have come back. I mean, you speak to anyone around football clubs now and they will say that kind of gone are the days when players rock up for the first day of pre-season and it's been clear they've been sat for three weeks 
eating and drinking whatever they <laughs> whatever they want in some uh, pool somewhere in Dubai or whatever. Now, um, well, they all have their fitness regimes. They'll have gone away with fitness things to do. Uh, you know, they're all pretty diligent and everything. So the first week, obviously, easing itself in, but it's not actually that long until we're we're kind of into games. And obviously, interestingly, this time while Borough are going um, abroad on a training camp, they're not playing abroad. So actually, there's quite a number of pre-season games round and about for fans to get the teeth stuck into this time round, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think, I think, th- I think there is a game abroad, but it's a behind closed doors. Behind closed doors. Yeah. yeah, so it's not, it's yeah. not a Dogan friendly. Yeah, um, yeah, they're going to Portugal. And they are playing a game, but it's a, yeah. Th- there's no, there's no eyes on that. Obviously, um, yeah, it's one of them where you, you, you might not even get to find out the result. Although you probably will if, if they win. Um, Depends if they win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and, and I think what you're saying there about the about the um, kind of fitness and the return back and the step up. I've, having spoken to um, people since Carrick came in, you, I think what 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 the players have been impressed with and the staff is that even when they're doing the the, the, the fitness the fitness work in training, there's, there's a football side to it. It's still yeah, very it, yeah, it's still very specific. Um, so. You know, not simply a case of right, set off running, get to that forest, come back, and the last one back does twenty press ups. It's moved yeah. on a little bit from that, hasn't it? And I think, and I, you know, I, I sometimes think that you know, we, we you see how many examples are there of managers who've been out of the game playing wise for for decades and decades, and they still have enormous success. But I do think it helps when a. a a manager has not long been out of the game, and that they have maybe a bit more of an understanding as to as to what players kind of like and what yeah, makes players take yeah, and what yeah. makes them the, what the modern player wants. Um, yeah. So, but fitness, you know, fitness wasn't an issue for the Borough team last year. I, I don't think there was any doubt. You know, when when we questioned at the sites that at the end of the season as to why maybe things didn't go to plan, it was never really an issue of you know. Had Borough burnt out, was it physically? No. I think no, it was no, no. more the more the kind of mental side of of you know yeah. reaching the playoffs and then turning it off and turning it back on again. But we won't go over all that again. Um, no, and yeah, the first, the first pre-season friendlies, what two weeks, two and a, two and a half that's weeks all. away. Yeah, yeah, that's all. And just a last one. Um, there was a point towards the end of last season where I think we were wondering if this summer was going to be dominated by discussions over Michael Carrick's future. Um, you know, West Ham links, Tottenham links, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, that all now looks put to bed, doesn't it? Which has got to be a good thing for Borough. Now, you know, let's get to the start of the season when Premier League clubs start sacking bosses. If Borough are going well, I'm absolutely sure that that Michael Carrick will be seen as one of the next cabs off the rank. Um, you know, he's, he's established that reputation for himself already. But at least we're not having to deal with that this summer, are we? Of, of you know, our club sniffing around him. Is it actually going to be Carrick there on the first day of the season? I think we all know, you know, we can all be pretty comfortable in the fact that, that that's signed, sealed and delivered. 100%. And I think the one there was was West Ham, wasn't it? Yeah, two minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, West Ham winning that, uh, winning that trophy. And put yeah, that to that, bed because although there was the Tottenham links, that, that, that always felt uh, a real long shot, didn't it? Um, at, yeah. at, at this stage, West Ham felt the one where not that it not that it would happen, but if they didn't win that trophy and if they felt it was time to part ways with Moyes, then 
the the, the Carrick links were inevitable, weren't they? And, yeah. and, and that interest was undoubtedly going to going to mount. I think them winning that trophy ended any speculation of Moyes moving on. Um, and like you said, there it benefits Borough enormously because the last thing you want, even if Carrick and, and his and his people had made it clear they're not interested in that, it just helps, doesn't it? Not having yeah. that really not in the background. Yeah, it absolutely does. It absolutely does. So there we go. We've um we've had a little bit of chat. You you get back to Peppa Pig, Dom. I was gonna say no, it's Matilda the musical. Um oh, Matilda it's, the it's Musical. Just, it's just come on Netflix. So the good thing about that is we'll watch it about three dozen times in the next three or four beautiful. days. Absolutely beautiful. I've got to uh, say, mine are mine are safely packed off at school, mine are a bit older than that. So uh yeah, so, uh, yeah. Working from home gets a little bit easier when they're like twelve and ten. But anyway, Honestly, we digress. If I turn the camera, if I turn the camera around now and showed you the state of this living room and the thing that's only quarter to eleven <laughs> in the morning, God knows what it's going to be like come four o'clock. Yeah. Well, um, thanks very much, Dom. Thanks everyone for um, listening along. As I say, any comments, any questions, any thoughts, um, either drop us a line on Twitter or any um, any of the other social media channels, send us an email or comment directly onto this video. Uh, we'll be back hopefully at the end of this week with a special Borough guest. Um, and as I say, we have got another couple lined up for the rest of the summer and we'll intersperse them with chatting about transfers and pre-season games and everything like that. But for now, enjoy the sunshine. Um, get, your, get your diaries out, get your fixtures planned, those away trips sorted. And we'll see you soon for another episode of You Are My Borough.